This is the Copper Crab Podcast. I'm Cheney Crab. I am Naveen Copperweiss. Our last show of the summer with Entheos is on August 26th at Kentucky Irate Festival. That Irate Fest. If you would like to grab some merch from the podcast, go to coppercrabpodcast.bigcartel.com. If you would like to grab Entheos merch, specifically Entheos merch that is left over from the run that we just did, go to entheosofficial.bigcartel.com. You can grab our, our uh, some other kind of merch. I don't really know what to call it. Stuff from our official merch store at Night Shift Merch. We do not send that out. We do send out the Big Cartel stuff. That's your exclusive So if you want to support, fan. go grab that stuff. Also, we just started a Twitch channel. That's right. So far, we Naveen did. is the only one who has uh, streamed because we you started streaming, and then we went on tour pretty much right away. Yeah, but right, right after. Here's the big announcement. Starting next week, the podcast will be on Twitch. So every Wednesday, I'm assuming it will be around 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. We will be going live on Twitch with the podcast. We'll have like a 15-minute Q&A session before the podcast, and then we will cut you guys off and just do, do the, the podcast, podcast. like yeah, we normally like normal. do. Uh, so that means that you can still call in. You can still... Send an email. We'll yep. answer your questions. It's not going to be an interactive podcast the whole time because we s- will still be putting it on YouTube and Spotify and all of the places. Yep. But you can tune in for 15 minutes before and after each podcast, and we'll be doing like a live Q&A type thing. Uh, a little pre-gaming yeah. is what I'm calling it. Pre-game, pre- and post-game. Exactly. Along with that, you really should check out the other stuff that our Twitch channel has to offer. So it's the Copper Crab network twitch what's the actual url on it uh it's i think it's just copper crab <laughs> okay so twitch.com slash copper we'll, we'll put the link in the description yeah we'll also put the number that you can call in because i do not have it memorized i know that it's 615-420 something uh doesn't really matter because it's not live well i'm saying i mean you can't call in live anyway so it's not urgent that we get you the number yeah it's not urgent just check the freaking description <laughs> but anyway so naveen has been the 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 idea with the Twitch is that it's under the Copper Crab Network umbrella. So it's going to include stuff from the podcast, but it will yep. also obviously Naveen and I are both musicians. Naveen produces and writes all of our stuff. I do vocals and write vocals and all of that stuff. So we're going to be sharing all of that on Twitch as well, uh, along with the podcast. I'm sure that more things will happen over time with that. I you know I did a voice in a video game. I did like Jill Valentine's stuff in Dead by Daylight. So I'm thinking about maybe playing that on Twitch someday. We'll see what it expands and what the Copper Crab universe entails. <laughs> We've but gone uh, from network to universe, to universe. really quickly. <laughs> <laughs> We're taking over it, dude. It's no, but yeah, we, wanted, uh, we definitely have been uh, being told that we should be on Twitch. Yeah. So yeah, we're not going to change the show at all, and it'll be exactly the same if you listen on YouTube or whatever platform you listen to. Only difference is there'll be the kind of pre and post show over there on Twitch, right? For all you official Golden Lobsters, yeah, official Golden Lobsters. We've also got some cool Golden Lobster merchandise coming at you pretty soon. So you know, Naveen and I are all about that oh, li- limited edition okay. cool. Uh, merchandise, handmade so stuff. We'll be doing some of that stuff. Um, I'm working on getting new coffee cups for mm. the podcast. You know, just doing the, the thing. Works. Um, a lot going on around here. A lot going on, both with that stuff and behind the scenes stuff. Just like preparing for our new album, and all of that's coming like really quickly. So it's a lot of stuff all at once, but it's really exciting. And uh, we just got back from a nine day run. That's right. Was uh, it nine days or ten? It was nine. Okay. So we did like a, we're in a band. That's uh, right. Naveen plays drums in it and he writes all the songs and I do vocals in it. Mm-hmm. And we are called Entheos and we just went on tour for nine days right. with Oceano and Worm Shepherd. Uh, we hit a lot of places that we don't normally hit 
Yeah, I actually have the dates <coughs> pulled up. I was thinking we could do like a little recap. Yeah, let's do a recap. <coughs> so uh, the tour started in Chicago. I noticed I clear my throat a lot. It's only when the podcast starts. It's only when the podcast like starts. You never cl- clear your throat ever throughout the whole day. You hit record on a podcast and it's, it's just, just instantly time hoarse. To clear throat. <laughs> you got to like. Yeah, what's I don't know. I guess it's just really so weird. much talking and then you hear yourself in your headphones. Maybe that's I mean, why. Maybe that you are clearing your throat all day, but you just don't have yourself loud in your headphones. Yeah. So you can't Perhaps. tell. Well, I went back and listened to one of our podcasts, and by the fourteenth time, I'd cleared my throat. I You're was like, I just hate this like, podcast. She sucks. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, <laughs> this host not is not chill. Shot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna try to do that less, yeah. but I think we're on like the third of the. There is like so a far, cough so. button, but only I can hit it. You know what? Yeah, that's what's. I know. I was like, where's Naveen with the like cough button assist yeah. when I go to clear my freaking I, throat? I, I got to see if there's a way to do that on here. I, do I need to like signal to you? Like, hey, I'm going to clear my throat. Maybe All right, let's try signal. it. Let's try it. Okay. Hold on a second. Let's see, I'm slow on the draw. All right. Ready? <coughs> I think it still came through on my <laughs> microphone. <laughs> I do too. Oh my God. For God some reason it. that time I had to like scream my throat clearing. So ridiculous. That's anyway, uh the tour started in Chicago. That was outside a super of Chicago. it was yeah. in West Chicago. Sorry to interrupt. West you. Chicago. That was a super sick show. Yeah, it was a really good time. Super dope. We were kinda late. Playing? No, to get or to the to show. The I don't show. think we got there until like five. Yeah, we started calling uh so like for instance, a five-hour drive in map time is like a ten-hour Entheos yeah. drive. I don't know what it is about us. We don't. We really don't screw around that much. We really don't. In the and morning, the in the morning, part? it takes our crew a while to get like away from the gas station. That's true. And at the Planet Fitness, we have to have strict rules as to when to leave. Because well, here's the thing: we left the day before the show. What just to drive that? to Chicago, and we what didn't get there till five thirty. We got stuck in a lot of traffic leaving Nashville. Yeah, but that was that that didn't make any sense. It was like me. a forty-five minute slowdown. Yeah, the, well, uh, okay, so forty-five minutes, but we left literally the day before at like in the evening. We also have to keep in mind that every single drive that we see the hours on is going to take us longer because we have a trailer. Yeah, we're not necessarily going to go the speed limit always. Unless Rob's driving, then we're getting there twice yeah. as fast. So anyway, we got there at like five, and like and every a few people on the tour said to me, "I'm glad you guys made it." Yeah, everyone's. I was thinking, wow, are we that up. are we that late that it's a I'm glad you made it situation? <laughs> I don't think so. That's like that's what a, I was an thinking. I'm was glad weird. you made it situation is when it's like you're pulling up right before you're set. That's what the people were saying. A few, a few people I said that know. to me. Because I set up merch and we still had like 45 minutes to burn. Yeah, that was a fun show. Um, it was kind of our first show in a couple of months, I guess. Yeah, it was the first show since the last sick show we played, which was in Vancouver. What's funny about um, taking a break from playing shows is I don't get that. I'm more rusty on setting up the gear than playing the music. Yeah. That's what it takes a few days to get back in the swing of things. Yeah, I agree with that. What I'm rusty on <laughs> you is... You don't set up the gear. No, no. What I, Well, I'm going to say what I'm... Because this is kind of like setting up. Okay. What I'm rusty on is like... Because I set up merch. Yeah, okay. All what right, I'm rusty right, on is enough. like what all we need for merch. Like... Yeah. I forgot a tip jar. Freaking duh. I did bring a light for the desk which i needed yeah. i forgot like a table cover i forgot you know there are a million small things that you need to run a merch booth or to play a show or to play a show yeah uh and i it's true i don't set up gear thank god because then we'd be totally fucked every night i'm just not it i'm not the gear setting up person no vocalists Definitely don't <laughs> you know we don't have to like everything that we deal with you're like hey naveen where's my mic yeah Right before we play. Yeah. Actually, it's not even like that. I just I literally I put your mic at the front of the stage plugged yeah, in. I literally walk on stage yeah. and my microphone is there and waiting for me. What I do have, have to keep track of. Have you ever thought about how that mic of, gets there? 
not, not once. I have no idea wow. who does it. Wow. I figured Brian did it, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> but I, oh God. or like, even if I have like a platform that I step onto, someone else takes it up for me. Um, the two things I do have Vocalist to worry about trip. are my receiver for my in-ears and my, my actual in-ears. And if I lost those two things, then we would be screwed. Yeah. So it's not a matter of me setting gear up. It's more of a matter of me just holding on to the gear I have. Uh, well, that's good. But, you know, with <laughs> merch, there are small things that I forget. Uh, luckily, there are Walmarts all over the country. True. In Europe, it's a little more painful if you forget something. Yep. Yep. That's very uh, true. But, yeah, that Chicago show is awesome. Yeah, it was a good time. It was a good turnout. And uh, it sounded good and slamming and everything. And Yeah, it did sound slamming. Having a good time. And then the next day was Minneapolis. Wait, w- did anything specifically happen at the Chicago show? Um, I don't know. I don't think so. I can't think of anything. I think it was just. I did a shotgun of, of a white claw after the set oh, in really? the parking lot. Really? Yeah, I've got into doing shotguns. That's my new thing. We call them shotties. Shotties. Yeah. Which I cannot do, no. and there is videographic evidence. Yeah, I tried to put a. I put a uh, video of us doing shotguns in my story, but I think I was the only one who successfully did the shotgun. Well, you're a shotgun king. It's a talent. It's a talent. I think talent. I think I'm okay at it. I did one before we loaded in in Albany, and I almost <laughs> threw it up. Threw it up. That was the one I put in my uh, story. Oh, nice. All so right, yeah, I did so do a shotgun after the show, maybe two of them, something yeah, like yeah. that. So Chicago, so, cool show, thumbs yeah. up all around. Uh, no complaints. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. Does this get more exciting? We're not really <laughs> sure. I don't know. We're just we're recapping. Wait and see. Fuck it, man. We're just recapping the show. What was the show the night? Oh, Minneapolis. So that was a great time, mainly because we went to that Polish deli. That place rules. And I didn't get to go because I was busy setting up merch. Um, That's, yeah, sad. I also, so there was... I did bring you back food, though. Yeah. There's so a Polish deli in uh, Minneapolis. I don't really know how to pronounce it. It's like Kramarza Chucks or something Chuk- like that. Chimine- yeah, it's Polish. And, I don't uh, know. It's absolutely insane. It's so good. So we had cabbage rolls and I'm and progies and uh, sausages. Yeah, it's freaking crazy. That was delicious. So good. I make a damn good cabbage roll. I just want to throw that out there. And I also have made progies from scratch. Do you remember this? Oh, yeah. I do remember that. It was really good. Yeah, they were really good. I was uh, truly impressed with yeah. myself. And that was, of course, during the pandemic. Right. That's when we started making really fattening food. Dude, I made all <laughs> kinds of good food. I made like, I was making breadsticks from scratch and cheese sauce. sauce. Yeah. Sauce gravy for those of you who may be from the East Coast. Oh, Ma- yeah. It's marinara. Marinara. It's actually uh Yep. It was bomb. It's not marinara, but I made that from scratch. Like, And I'm talking real scratch. I'm not talking freaking ragu. Okay. Yeah. And I'm talking like when I make a progi, it's butter and flour and all of the stuff mixed together like i'm a real cook okay there you go don't fuck don't fuck with, with her anyways uh <laughs> so minneapolis okay so there was an edm show uh in minneapolis yeah, yeah. and i witnessed <laughs> hold on there was it's a it's a venue that has like multiple rooms called skyway theater yeah so we were in like the side room and then the main like big room there was like a huge EDM show going on. There was a huge I don't EDM remember what, show. what the guy was called. I can't remember either, but I did see like the opening DJ flip the fuck out on security for <laughs> absolutely no reason. Wow. Because the because the DJ was running late. Oh. So he was freaking Got the it. fuck out. He had like girls with him. And he was like being a total asshole to security. He's try- he was probably, probably no trying reason. to look cool. Seemed like it. He had sunglasses on too inside, mm. which is, there you go. I mean, not normally a bad thing, but when you're also freaking out on security for no reason, it makes you like look worse. Yeah. So there, there was that. And uh, pretty much like at the end of our show is when the rave really started getting packed. Mm-hmm. And there was a ton of what look like high school kids to me, but they're probably 21. <laughs> I know. I was and like, and girls I with their could, butts hanging out. I could be all of your mothers. And the funny part about it was when our show let out, we had, uh, our show was upstairs and so was the rave. 
So there's like a ton of people coming up the stairs. So we had to take the elevators down. Mm -hmm. And the elevators were right by the entrance to the rave. And then there was like this shared hall between the two venues. So there was just tons of kids, you know, presumably probably on drugs. Like kind of (laughs) floating around and being weird and being all dramatic. A couple of kids were over by the elevators having like a heart to heart. And what was funny was we had to weave in through them all with our gear. And there was only one elevator up and one down in every band trying to load out. So it was like, it was, it was, uh, like a level in a video game. Yeah. And ever, and there were all the characters were like the NPCs. Yeah. You it's know? like a metal video game and you yeah. have to make your way through the dance yeah. club. It was like kind of like a moderate level, like a mid level. Yeah. As it, it gets a little harder and you're like, oh shit, I got to weave all my stuff through these people. Right. You know, and then they're all standing by the elevator and I'm like, hey, could you hit down for me? Like while you're over there, you know, <laughs> it was pretty funny. And uh, so I would have stayed at the rave gladly, yeah. but we had a nine hour overnight drive to Indianapolis. Right. <clears throat> which was a good show. Uh, yeah, it was gearing up to be a good show. It was gearing up to be a really good. good show. Everything was looking good. And honestly, I'm I'm saying this. I have love in my heart for the Emerson Theater, so don't take this the wrong way. And it's been completely updated. Emerson. Yeah. But every time we play there, something weird happens during our set, and I call it the Emerson curse. Yeah, and a lot of people have had that problem there, but... So anyway, our we didn't even mention yet. Our set was a complete disaster. <laughs> it was probably the worst. It was definitely the worst technical difficulties by far that we've ever Absolutely. had. Absolutely. The worst one. I mean, we only played like a couple songs. I think we played 3 songs. Shout out to anyone who was at that show because you were all incredibly supportive and so nice. And I am so sorry that our set was so fucked. Yeah. But Just I think so it was a combination between our gear fucking up and potentially some inputs at the venue as well. Right. So I'm not blaming them. I know that a huge part of it was our shit was fucked. Oh, up. absolutely. For sure. So what actually happened is that my vocals essentially stopped happening. Yeah, so confirm that was the mic. So cable. my mic cable yeah. cut out like a song and a half or two songs in. And then Rob's guitar cut out like two songs in so you and brian were kind of the tracks didn't work and the tracks didn't work so our bass was not working so the bass was working oh the bass was working yeah so naveen and brian essentially played maybe three or four songs while i just sat the mic fucking down and started just miming the the vocals honestly i wasn't that embarrassed yeah i was like you know what I'm going to make the best out of this crappy situation because honestly, what can you do at that point? Yeah. You can't like get mad at this point. We've played so many shows that when something like that happens, it's almost like funny and reminds you that it, it's humbling. Yeah. You it, know, it was anything can happen and no matter what, how much you prepare shit happens. And unfortunately we couldn't finish our set that night. I hope we would really like to schedule a show in Indianapolis or in a surrounding area soon. Yeah. I would like to do it for free. We're uh, trying to go back and redeem ourselves. Yeah, we're trying to come back for, and yeah, like actually free. give you guys a show. But obviously I'm not announcing anything because we don't have anything planned right now. But that is something that we do want to make happen yeah. because that is not... We, we're not trying to come and have people pay to see us or buy our merch and, you know, we're giving them a flop of a show but again thank you guys so fucking much because you it was a mixture of us like pulling through in a positive way and you guys being so positive about the situation yeah like when we got off stage everybody was you know cheering and stuff and you know pity cheer people were like this happens a lot (laughs) and then (laughs) they they were also saying like you know thanks for not freaking out and everything yeah which you know, I have to be, I have to say something. I have seen, when I was 16 years old, I went to a show and this band was my favorite band at the time. And the, their set wasn't fucked up, but there was not a good draw. There were maybe 10 people there and I was one of the 10 people and this band was on a bus. So 
after their set, the vocalist, who at the time was like my favorite vocalist in the world, you know, I'd been listening to this band for a while, um, the vocalist ran off stage and was so pissed and wouldn't say hello to any fans. Yeah. And I stopped liking the band that day. So the way that you react to a situation is really like... It matters. It really matters. Yeah. It really matters. And it matters to other people. And I just don't, you know, even if some weird shit like that happens to us, I don't want to be that band who like throws a fit because this is, we're all kind of in this together. This is like, for real, something we care about and love to do. And shit happens. Yeah, absolutely. Shit happens and you just move on. Yeah. And we did move on. And the next day we played. I don't know where. Well, we're going to find out. But yeah, <laughs> it was totally I mean, when we were when it did work, it was fine. Oh yeah. And then another thing is it's not like I wanted to like freak out and just like didn't do it. I was just like, well, this is what happens sometimes. And then also on top of that, it's still better than go- going to work. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know. That's really Still playing it, a show, having fun, meeting yeah, people, I know. having still a good time doing what i love yeah and that's it so fuck it man still, still i still felt like i was lucky to be there me too still hanging out with our friends uh you know also we just have like a solid group of dudes uh brian and rob are awesome and i think that the four of us together really you know pull it together in situations yeah. like that obviously not how we like to go out yeah We're so go we want to come pro. back but thank you guys if anyone who was at that show is listening to this yeah we will we will be back i'll be back horrible <laughs> horrible impression and then the next day we went to pittsburgh ooh preserving underground which was freaking awesome <clears throat> well there's the fifth throat clearing damn you cheney uh so that place was uh, particular particularly really cool why you might ask they have a huge record store and used metal merch store. Upstairs. Well, hardcore metal type stuff. We both got shirts. I got a typo shirt. Yeah. And a Paul Bearer shirt. Yep. And then I got a Demu Borger shirt. Yeah. I mean, it's the like sickest metal vinyl place it I've really ever is. been to. And I was sort of bummed that I was so hot and tired that day. Yeah. Because if it were in, if we were just visiting and not on tour, I would have. Just you could stay there for at least more. two hours. Yeah. Because we hardly even looked through the vinyl, really. Yeah, I know. We pretty much rushed through it. Yeah. But we did find out that Naveen is a part of hardcore history. Oh, that's right. So they also had, this is a cool venue, a hardcore dude who I met a really long time ago. Oh, when I was playing in Hoods, actually, we, he told me. Um, started this record store venue and there's also a little room that's like a hardcore museum. And uh, it's really cool, man. Yeah. It honestly was kind of like, I felt a little emotional in there. Yeah. Because they had, they have some glass cases with a bunch of memorabilia of older bands, older hardcore bands, you know, like Hoods, a band that I was in, Shelter, you know, all the all the hardcore bands from, totally. from around the late 90s. And then... uh a bunch of pictures and stuff and then they had these binders that were like full of metal and hardcore flyers and there was like quite a few bands that i knew and tours that i had gone to when i was like really young and uh there was also a couple animosity flyers in there i mean they were really old they're really old they were super old yeah. i mean i swear like, you said that one of the flyers was from uh, the first tour that you did. It was the first tour that we did. Because, you know, yeah. back in the day, I don't know if you guys listening remember this or not, but back in the day, all of those bands would be on a flyer and it would be listed like what genre yeah. the band was. And there was an animosity flyer that said, what did it say you guys were? It said uh, BMA's newest. Oh, Black Market Activities. Yeah, actually, I'm going to find the flyer and read it. But it was just nostalgic, you know? Like, uh, seeing flyers, for one. Yeah, so this is <laughs> oh, the flyer. Yeah. Here, I'll try to put it. Now in we only screen. have ad mats. Into the moat. Was Travis on that tour? No. Psyopus, I saw them. 
So that was the tour. Crazy. It was uh, Into the Moat, Headliner. And so this says, Into the Moat, the techest of metal. <laughs> so that's pretty funny. <laughs> wow. Then Psyopus, Crazy Technical Grind. And what's funny is like these aren't, this was before bands had quote unquote branding. Right. So it's not like they came up with this. Yeah, this no. It's just the local promoter was just like, I'm going to put what I think this band sounds like. Yeah, and, and it's the awesome. promoter in every city could choose a different yeah. sound. It was so cool. And the flyer, look at it. I mean, it's it, it's just, it's made in like, what's that? MS Paint or something. Yeah, dude, totally. And then Psyopus, crazy, yeah, crazy Technical Grind, Animosity, BMA's newest. As if anybody knows what that means. <laughs> <laughs> It took me a while. I was like, what the fuck is BMA? I actually had to tell you what it was. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. You were like, what the fuck is BMA? And I was I, like, I was trying to black figure market it out. activities. Yeah. And then <laughs> Summer's End. Whatever were... happened to black market activities? I really don't Maybe know. Maybe we should try to get Guy on the podcast. I'm sure he would do it. That yeah. would be sick. I'm sure he would do it. That but would yeah, be really cool. Um, I think he might have. I, I really don't know, but I feel like he just sold the catalog to Metal Blade. To Metal Blade. Because it was a subsidiary of Metal Blade. Right. And I have seen them, like, the animosity videos are, or at least the videos that were released under BMA, <laughs> are uh, <laughs> on Metal Blade's BMA, channel. BMA, I've never heard that before. I literally would never have. We just called it Black Market. Yeah, no one called it yeah. BMA. I don't remember that, except for that promoter. Yeah. Maybe it was a, a, a Pittsburgh thing. Bullshit music indeed. <laughs> well, it's an A. Oh. <laughs> Bullshit music also. So yeah, then Summer's End was the opening band on that tour. And they really? and they were described as zombie influenced metal. Because they kind of did have an image and it was like nightmare before Christmas kind of a look. <laughs> nightmare before Christmas look? Yeah. Can we look them up? Uh sure. Yeah. Good Do you know up. any of them? No. I mean, I knew them when I was on tour with them, but uh, Summer's End band. Yeah, let's Where see. were they from? Um, I don't remember. Didn't keep. In I know that this sounds like full of myself, but I've heard of a lot of bands, and I've never heard of Summer's End. Oh, really? Never so heard I'm of. I'm sort of surprised. No. Summer's End. I mean, we band. decided the other day that I'm sort of like an encyclopedia of. Encyclopedia Metallum, dude. They're on there. What? Uh. Encyclopedia Metallum will not let us on. And you know why? I wrote in, and apparently our former releases have been a little too uh, prog for them. Yeah, I kind of backed that. They said maybe <laughs> we can try again on this album. And I was like, well, there's like singing on this album. They're definitely not going to put us yeah, on. Yeah, but this it's one. a little more metal. It is a lot more, more metal, metal actually. Yeah, it's, more, it's more metal. So see, that's what they look like. See that? Um. Yeah. Well. Zombie influenced metal. Zombie influenced. I wouldn't so necessarily looks like, say uh, that. So it looks like they made a, I would say a demo in 2007. Seems like they put out a single pretty and recently. And then didn't do anything until 2016. And they could only muster up a song. Let's hear the song. Okay. Are we going to get coffee written? They disbanded after their last show in 08, but returned in 09. There are or a lot how of do you hear it? You can't that. listen to it on here, right? Yeah, you got to go to no. Spotify. The Funeral Pulse. Okay. I don't have Spotify open. Whack. I wonder how... I don't know if it's going to be on Spotify. I would say I doubt it. Okay. I don't know, though. You never know. Oh, my uh, God. No, just go to freaking YouTube, dude. Okay. This is ridiculous. But yeah, they uh, opened the tour, and I kind of remember them missing some shows or not really being on the full tour or something like that. Let's see what we got. Oh, here we go. Okay. Is this, is this what you want to see right so here? So is it like the Misfits? We're about to find out. 16 years ago, they were on YouTube? What? Yeah. Uh, Hold on. Dude, that. Okay. It was kind of like bleeding through type thing. 
Also like Avenged Sevenfold. Yeah. This riff sounds a lot like Avenged Sevenfold. It's a product of the times. Totally. Remember when every band sounded like this? Definitely. Dude, Atreyu kind of sounded like this. I'm just laughing because I remember dun, dun, a time dun, when, dun, like, dun, dun, every dun, band dun. sounded like that. Dude, sometimes people, like, it's mostly when we play, like, some local bands will still have riffs like that. Yep. And I'll be like, damn, that's transporting me back. And then it goes. Are there bands that are, like. Or like making stuff like that? I don't know. I, I wasn't really too into that, to be honest with you. I, I liked, wasn't either. I liked At The Gates, but they kind of, every band eh, like that was trying yeah. to copy At The Gates. Yeah. I would say the... Where's the lie? Where's there's the no lie. lie. Yeah. A lot of bands were trying to copy At The Gates. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that really still exists. Yeah. I liked some, I guess Undying was kind of like that. I liked them a lot. Well, a lot of bands like that were like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> a lot of bands like Undying. Yeah. And from that general time scene and time were kind of like... I mean, that to me is what metalcore is. Like, metalcore to me yeah, is not... Yeah, that's metalcore. I call that metalcore. You know, now metalcore is very closely associated with, like, gent and pop and, like, yeah, architects yeah. and stuff right. like that. But to me... Metalcore is like actually metal and hardcore mixed together. Now that's what I call metalcore. Yeah. It's the same with deathcore. Like deathcore has become like a much different version of what I would consider to be deathcore. Because at the root of it isn't fetus like deathcore, but now fetus is actually slam. I don't fucking know. Yeah, I don't know either. Or like... The the genres have become very uh, stark. Different. Yeah. Or like metalcore to me is like terror. True metalcore. Like well, I would call that metallic hardcore. Oh, metallic hardcore. True. Or metalcore. Metalcore is just different now. You know, it's just evolved into something. I think now it has much more like canned production and and it's not so riff based. Yeah. I guess it's kind of more like pop. It's more or pop. Or pop, but in the way that pop isn't really a, a genre per se. It's just. Whatever's Pop. popular. Yeah, bingo. That's kind of what metalcore bingo. is. Just metalcore metal is gen generally like... How do I say this? I'm not... Like metalcore generally like the people... If you go to a show, right? The people who are like dressing like the times generally play metalcore. Mm. Does that make sense? It's more trendy. Gen metalcore is, is a trendy thing. Yeah. And it... It changes Agreed. a lot. Yeah. I would say that it ebbs and flows. That's what, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, look at pop from 2007. Yeah, look totally. At 1997. And I'm not saying this in a good or bad way. It's just an observation. Like, yeah. I just feel yeah, it is generally the more trendy thing. Dude, it's mall metal. Yeah. Yeah. Mall metal. Yeah. That's what metalcore is. For sure. All right. So <laughs> the next day we played in. <laughs> so the next day we went to. Uh, Albany, New Albany. York. That was a fun show. And that was when you tried to do a shoddy and, and it failed miserably. It was not chill. No, it was funny though. And I have the video. Really fun show though. <laughs> yeah. It was a fun show. It was really good. Um, what happened at that show? It rained a lot. It did. It was, but what was fortunate was the, where we parked was down under like a parking there's a parking structure over the venue. Yeah. So it started downpouring, but everything was covered. Right. And yeah, it was fun. It was in uh, the basement, apparently, of a really nice venue. No way. Yeah. There was a venue upstairs? Yeah, it's like an opera venue. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, the venue in the basement was really nice Yeah, it was as really well. cool. And uh, it reminded me a lot of like a European venue. It did. That we would play. It just super clean. Concrete. Nice, concrete underground chill but yeah that was a fun show no uh technical difficulties at that point there were no technical 
technical difficulties, though I did walk beyond the monitors or the PA a lot. So there may have been uh, some feedback. Okay. May or may not have been some feedback. May or may not have been feedback. But yeah, great show. Really fun. That was really um, fun. Can't remember what I ate that mill. day. Maybe that's the day you got pizza. Oh, yeah. We did get pizza. So pizza. So that was the day that I got the pizza. Yeah. Okay, we're going to have to explain what that is. So pizza is from this specific place in Pennsylvania called Cunningham. Conningham? Conningham. Or Hazleton. Pennsylvania, Hazleton, Pennsylvania. And our friend Billy O, Bill Oberender, a world-renowned merch man, introduced us to pizza. And what pizza is is a really greasy... Um, Similar to a pan pizza, and it's served in a box. And with a string around with it. With a string wrapped around it, and you can get it off of the shelves at the store, at Walmart or wherever else, but only specifically in this little part of the country. Um, it looks like we can't find any of the pizza. Uh, I'm just Snape's. Sna- Snape's. I this think he calls it Snape's. Snape's like Professor Snape. Yeah, but that's it right there. It comes in this little cardboard box. Yep. So what happened was when we were driving from... Damn, look at that, dude. Pizza makes me happy, man. Check it. Would have been better microwaved, so... Oh, you eat it cold. Uh. Anyway, Bill brought it for us because uh, we played near his hometown a long time ago. And then I was dri- I was driving in the morning and I saw a sign uh, for Conningham. And I was like, I'm going to get off and just see if I can find this pizza. And I went to the first grocery store right off the highway. And I walked into the bakery section. Sure enough, they had a huge stack of these. Damn. Yeah, and I and bought two of them. And bought two of them. And everyone and, crushed uh, yeah. them. And, it was and really I good. had one slice. It was really good, and it was, it was a really good time. And it was a really good time. So, and, and apparently, that's the only place you can get it. Wow. I well, don't think it exists anywhere else. And we. And it's called pizza with a T. It is called pizza. Which made me realize I need a pizza tattoo. Oh, no. On my pizza, I decided I'm going to have a whole pizza sleeve on my leg. Just a tattoo, a whole sleeve dedicated to different pizza, iconic pizza stuff. So I, I don't know. There could be a room, there could be room for, for a, a pizza for a over Snapes. there for Snape's. All right. Well, and then the next night, where did we play? Oh, uh, let's see. Whoops. The next night, where did we play? Don't cup the mic. We played in Horseheads. Oh, Horseheads! Shout out to that Horseheads venue. I walked in there and I was like, "This is definitely church money." They got that that's church money. Dude. That's what I'm thinking. And Horseheads. Um, it seemed kind of amazing like, venue. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah. It was incredible. It's and I was like, I walked in, I was literally in there for like three minutes and I was like, this is a fucking church. And I found out later it used to be a church and someone bought it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but dude, those, so huge venue, great sound system, nice kitchen area, great bathrooms that were all clean amazing friendly staff cafeteria waiting room outside upstairs there were showers for the bands and the men's room and the women's room each had like four different showers in them so i got the women's room all to myself which was like being in when you're on tour if you get a room all to yourself it's like being in heaven because it's you get silence which is really hard to come by on tour yeah it's rare very rare so I was having a great time. I was just trying to stay in there as long as possible, which is about 10 to 15 minutes when you're on tour. That's about how long you can shower for. <laughs> so, great. But yeah, I mean, seriously stunning venue. The PA was crazy. They had like video oh, screens with like dudes with cameras. and I mean, yeah. it was it was honestly a little bit silly. It kind of seems like where the righteous gemstones would hold a church service. Definitely but it was awesome. Honestly. It was incredible. Can't wait to go back. Yeah, I want to really want to play that venue again. Yeah. Uh, any video I've seen from it sounds fucking incredible. Yeah. It was great. Great time. And space. Well, how, time. how does it feel to have space on tour? 
Oh, man. And it's good air room. conditioning yeah. and, you know, just all kinds of... Plenty and a of nice place to put bathroom. Oh. So it was great. We loved that day. So... It was kind of like a relaxing day. That was a relaxing day. Then we headed into the belly of the beast. <laughs> Brooklyn, New Brooklyn, York. Brooklyn, New York, man. Um, good show. Super hot. Shout out to Josh from The Machinist who, you know, gets all the... Is out there just doing fucking work yeah. constantly for those shows. It was a good show. Had fun. We got to see our friends. We got bomb pizza. We went to a bar before the show. And I can't remember oh, yeah. the name what, of what it was called. Something in. Something in. But Naveen and I walked in there to order some food and there was literally no one in there. And like 10 minutes later, an entire fucking bar crawl of like Chad's and Britney's like uh, I'm talking like hundred people, they just moved in, mobbed dude. in, and we at first thought that we were on a prank show. Yeah, because it was f- like where people were trying to see how we would react because it was fucking crazy. I, I was thinking, are we on a prank show? Yeah, because they were so loud, and I was thinking maybe we're on a prank show, and they're about to like hit this prank. Yeah, and also the bartender's like credit card machine went out the minute that those kids came in there. And they were all like sweating and like having a hard time and making jokes with us. And because honestly, it was kind of like a metal type. Yeah, bar. it was like a metal type underground person type bar. bar like a. Oh. And then all these Chad boat shoes guys <laughs> and like. You Who know. just like got out of their fraternity. Yeah. Came storming in. It was kind of funny. And then the I was kind of like giving the bartender shit. You know, I was like, I was like, dude, why'd you invite so many of your friends in here? What the, what the fuck, man? <laughs> We're just trying to get some food. Yeah. And she actually thought it was funny. I thought she was going to just give me like a sour look. Yeah. Well, people in Brooklyn, a little nicer yeah. than those in San Francisco. True. But uh, <laughs> yeah, our friend Clark brought us a whole pizza. Shout out Clark. I've known Clark since I was a young kid playing in the Iowa music scene. Yeah. And that show, uh, another tour got like merged with it. So it was like, it's kind of a long day. Right, it was real a real long day. It's a lot of freaking bad. The show started at three. It was hella fucking hot. Yeah. And it was just a long day, honestly. But um, shout out to everybody for uh, persevering. Yeah, in there. shout out to everyone. It was a fun show. It oh, was Brian, good. our guitar player decided to get drunk. Oh, Brian. Brian yeah. James. I have to put him on blast here. Uh, new <laughs> mythical character, character unlocked. Brian <laughs> fucking up the set. <laughs> uh, so. Very out of character. The guy is like super buttoned up, squared away type of a guy. Got like every really. He drinks IPAs like every day. I know, but he has all of his gear. Everything always works. He's yeah, Brian's really real on top of it. True. He's neat. His stuff's always put up. Like he's he's a clean guy. Yeah. He doesn't. I've I haven't seen him really drunk. No, I've only seen him kind of drunk. Anyway, he was setting up, and I looked at him, and he just had that like glazed over yeah, like he doesn't know who you I was are like, brian is drunk is. right now yeah. are you serious <laughs> that was pretty and funny. then it was so chaotic on stage because there was all kinds of gear and like a million cables and stuff and uh it took us a minute to get stuff working yeah that probably wasn't his fault which was kind was, of the theme of tour i don't know why this tour like our rig just didn't work didn't work it was just not it kept working. taking us like way too long to set up it sucked uh that part of it's bummed me out but yeah. anyway uh, we played, you know, Brian wasn't, he's really sick. <laughs> Brian is you know, one of really the cleanest sick. guitar yeah. players I've ever seen or heard live. And he wasn't really so, that yeah, clean I mean, that drunk night. Drunk Byron was still pretty sick. <laughs> Dr- you know? Drunk Byron. <laughs> drunk Byron. <laughs> and then, uh, so I was kind of just like, all right, you know, whatever. It's, it's all good. Yeah, it was chill. Uh, the load off was like a little weird. You know, he's kind of just like wandering around a little <laughs> and bit. And then Brian, I was like, is Brian like dead or has he gone missing in Brooklyn? But he was just in the van. Oh, he was just like sleeping. He just excused himself. Like, yeah, it was, it was fine. I'm all for that kind of drunk person. Yeah, it was fine. That excuses themselves. So that was And I was Brooklyn. like, Brian is freaking drunk right now. But you know what? We were in the Brooklyn traffic jam after the show and no one got mad. We we're just eating pizza and having fun. No, we were having a great time. It was all good, man. No problem. The next night. I mean, I just told him the next day. I was like, you know, you you uh, were drunk. And listen here. You know, it was whatever. You weren't as good as you normally are. That's what I said. That is true. That's what I said. Brian fucking rips. Yeah. 
Like, it's like you weren't as tight as you know. He want. wasn't doing all of his wambles and stuff. So, so, but it was still fun. It's still a great time. Still and great. I don't think it, it was. Any, and we've seen some videos from the show. It was fine. True. Because the next day, Brian was like, I don't know. I'm seeing some videos. It seems all right to yeah. me. <laughs> and then uh, Columbus. Columbus was, was fun. Show. That was awesome. It was a really good time. That was a great last show. Um, there was bomb barbecue. Yep. Good beer deals. You know, I love me a beer deal. Uh, you know, just hanging out. The thing about tour is that nine days in is about when you start hanging out with all of the other bands. So we were really yep. like bonding that day. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's just as the bonding started, we all were saying goodbye. Yeah, it was kind of kind of weird. Yeah. Kinda weird. Yeah. And now that we're home, I feel like we didn't even go on any tour. Me too. I feel like that was maybe like a weekend run. Yeah. And when I got home, I was like, well, that's a work day. Yeah. That's how I felt. And then Chaney did something, another mythical character unlocked, driving Chaney. Driving Chaney. <laughs> I did something crazy because I knew that home was like yeah. right there. That's when Chaney steps up and so, dro- drove to like 7 a.m. <laughs> yeah, Rob drove for about an hour or two and I was like laying down and almost to that point of sleep. And he was about to pull over and turn off the van for us to sleep all night. And I was like, dude, fucking move. I'm yeah. not falling asleep five hours away from my house. So yeah, yeah. I busted ass and drove us all the way home. Champion move. Yeah. Because I was a little tipsy that night. Couldn't drive. Yeah, I honestly hadn't really, I didn't really drink that. May day, or may so. not have done a shoddy. Damn, he did a shoddy. I'm going with may have. And may or may not have got bought a bunch of drinks at the bar. Yeah. But yeah, the show was really... uh Good. I really like that venue. Those type of Me venues. Too. They're like, um, it's a dive bar, but it's like a nice dive bar. Yeah. You know. And it was then fun. Uh, I don't know if dive bar is a, der- a derogatory thing to say or not. It's not quite a dive bar. It's like nicer it's than just, a dive. When I say dive, I mean it's got like a. Fe- it's just like a bar bar. It's got the feeling of you're in a bar. Yeah, but there's a it's stage. Not, it's not exactly like a venue. Totally. You know, you know what I mean. I loved that place. It was yeah. so awesome. And then everyone everyone there was really cool. Yeah. And it's pretty close to where we live. And I feel like a lot of people were there to see us. You know, there was some tech metal shirt people and stuff. Yeah. Anytime so, I saw someone, because this was like a, this was kind of more on the death core side of tour, which yeah. is cool. I, I love that about our band, that we can tour with all kinds of different bands. Yep. Um, But anytime I saw like, a revocation shirt or a Zenith Passage shirt. I was like, like, okay, I know this person's probably here to see us. Yeah. <laughs> and I was right, generally. Yeah. Which is cool. But it was awesome to meet new people, to, you know, go to places that we, like I said, never go. I don't think we've ever played Albany. We've for sure never played Horseheads. Yeah, I'm down for Horseheads. I go, love dude. Horseheads. <laughs> and, you know, this is something that is really cool that moving to the middle of the country has opened up for us. It's not easy to go to a million small towns when you're in California. Like, we w- we if we lived in Santa Cruz still this run, we wouldn't have oh, done wouldn't it. Have, yeah, we know, wouldn't have done it. Um, and that's the same for more things that we're going to announce. It's like being in the middle of the country has given us this opportunity to do nine-day runs. Yeah. Whereas if you're doing a nine-day run in California, where are you hitting? California and yeah. Portland? Pretty much. You know, you're not... You can kind of go down to Arizona. Yeah, but you but can't But it's pretty get far, far away from everywhere, Midwest, East Coast even. Right. Like, before we knew it, we were in freaking New York. Yeah, I mean, when we got home, I was like, wow, we were in New York City two days ago. Yeah. It's bizarre. Touring is bizarre. It's really weird. Uh, moving from town to town that quickly is super bizarre. Yeah, it was kind of bomb. We didn't have a whole lot of time in Brooklyn. I mean, I pretty much just went to the show. That was like it. Yeah, because see, if the show hadn't started at three, then we would have been able to kind of walk around all day, which, you know, we get chances to do that as well. But this time we just couldn't. Um, yeah, we didn't. But didn't yeah, overall, but it was fine. awesome tour. We saw there are a lot of podcast fans out there. Shout out to you guys. Uh, and thank you guys for coming. It was a lot of yeah, fun. Yeah, it was a really good time. Oceano was awesome to tour with. It was cool touring with Ghost Shepherd or Worm Shepherd, and it was like a good time. Yeah, loved it. Uh, you want to wrap there? We got some calls. What? T- how long have we been doing the pod? Fifty minutes. 
let's go with some calls. All right, we got a couple of calls. Yeah. That we had uh, previously. That we I don't think we got to. So I'm just gonna let it rip. Here we go. All right. Hey, this is Aaron from both uh, doing well. Uh, on the Mark Lewis episode, you were. T- uh oh. Recording. Yep. <laughs> Fucking classic, dude. I was pl- I literally sat here before the show and, and listened to both of the calls. Oh, Jesus. So here, I'm going to try it again. Hey, it's Aaron from uh, North Carolina again. Hope you're both doing well. Uh, on the Mark Lewis episode, you were talking about uh, recording the sound. All right, man. Fuck it, dude. Try push and play. It's just not going to work. Uh, here, I'll, I'll put it off my phone. There we go. Technology, why do you hate me? Is it because of the Emerson curse? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, pretty Uh, much. The Emerson curse is... The uh, curse of the Emerson theater. uh, Here we go. Mm Bop. Pretty good pivot, though, don't you think? Hey, it's Aaron from uh, North Carolina again. Hope you're right. both doing well. For the f- uh, third on the Mark Lewis again. episode, you were talking about uh, recording that sound like a band versus one that sound overproduced. I was wondering, in your guys' opinion, uh, what can someone uh, do to, to make uh, recording sound more like a band? Is it as simple as just everyone practice their asses off, to, like meticulously to like a click track and so on, so then when you – when you're we're, you're tracking, you know everything's like really well played, so then you can get away with as little editing as possible. I don't know. I'm just just spitballing here. Uh, so you're spitballing there. My bad. Um, yeah, just, just <laughs> like as specific as possible, you can get about this. Because I mean, I'm a bedroom producer. I'm always like curious how to up my game about that kind of stuff. So yeah, thanks. Cool. Thanks for calling in, Aaron. All right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I would say, Take it away, um, I think what we meant there is more so when you have, when you're a producer, right. And you like, you found, let's say a set of drum samples that work really well, guitar presets that work really well for you. And you just use, you put every band through your machine essentially. Right. And they start all coming out the same. What we were talking about is more so you you key into what the band is doing and you try to bring elements of them out right more so let's say the drummer has a certain style uh, his snare is tuned a certain way right well i'm not going to want to go in there and just replace that with my sample because he's got an original sounding snare so let's like make some samples of his snare let's do it acoustic blah 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 so I think what we really meant was keeping the characteristics that the people come in with and just enhancing those as much as you can. And that mixes with your style. Yeah. And I also think that that, you know, the more prevalent that things like YouTube, like tutorials and uh, lessons, and I, I'm, you know, speaking with vocals there are a lot of like youtube lessons on how to do vocals properly and how to make this sound and that sound and a lot there's like like a homogenization that happens when everyone does the same thing and learns from the same source and i think it's important to also like kind of think outside of the box a little like you don't have to it's cool what one drummer or one vocalist is doing and that that's the popular thing to do right now. But what I think is super cool is incorporating all of those things into like a toolbox for yourself and spinning that and finding your own voice within things. Um, And that's a part of what makes a band a band. And in what Naveen's talking about with producing, to me, that's what makes a really good producer is when a, producer can notice those things about a band what makes this band this band and pulls those things out and accentuates those and highlights those things and doesn't let that get lost 
in the like production and engineering process. So when things are canned, what we mean by canned is what Naveen is saying. Like think of, you know, when you're getting a canned product, everything is exactly the same. It's run through the same yeah. processor. Mm -hmm. It's the same uh, ounces of green beans or whatever. Uh, when bands start sounding like that, that's when they lose their band quality. And that's yeah. why so many bands sound exactly the same. Like there's so many bands out there that you could play to me back to back to back. And just because of the nature of the production process, I couldn't tell any of them apart. And yeah. to me, it's really cool when you like, like, like you're saying, there are drummers who tune their snares different ways. You know, you tend to have a more like pingy, high pitched snare. That's a part of your style, like a primacy snare. That's, that's yeah, a part so of your style. Yeah, so what I'm saying is you w if I went to some producer and he's just like, cool, I'm putting my, you know, whatever. Same typical snare. It's like, well, now you've just totally got rid of Naveen. my whole snare. Yeah, my now Naveen isn't style. playing on it anymore. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's important for sure. And then I think it comes, like what you're saying, having different tricks in your tools, in your toolbox, so you have a more uh, wider array of t of talents that you have to draw from. So, I mean, for producing, that could be like you hear the drummer play and you're like, oh, <clears throat> I've wanted to try this certain production technique on that type of a snare. Let right. me go for it. Mm -hmm. But if you only know how to do one thing, you're not going to have different things to draw from totally so. but all of that takes time i mean it no one time. no one is going to like be on their first five records of producing and yeah. be and like have it all dialed in and know exactly. exactly how to produce and and that's why producers who are who have been doing it for a long time get paid a lot of money exactly because they're really fucking good at that but it's a process that has taken them like decades to figure yeah. out and i'd say don't be afraid to be a, a little bit canned that's fine totally I mean, there is things if, that it, sound it doesn't matter if you're not the most original person on anything you're doing uh, that's okay it, i, I mean, agree get in the game totally like, let's go i think for me with my production i'm not the most i haven't developed my like sound yet totally you know I, I, like as far as i have with drums or my like writings abilities or whatever you know what i mean so yeah go go ahead whatever sounds good to you is totally fine yeah doesn't matter and also with what i'm saying about the like youtube vocal stuff i think all of that stuff is really sick to have in your arsenal yeah but what i'm saying is don't stop there don't like say okay i've got th this technique down that's all i need yeah and you know all of this stuff is the way that you grow and expand your like thing as a musician is just playing forever. Yeah. No one really starts out very original. Yeah. It you know, we're all like learning the same shit at the beginning. But it's a part of that's a part of the cool part of like being in the same band for a really long time as well. Like even with Entheos, I feel like on this record that we are putting out next year, we're really starting to find out like what the like we're starting to understand what the Entheos thing is. Yeah. And that's three records and an EP in. So that's so okay. Every, yeah, everything takes time, man. I think as long as you're staying excited and you're always constantly learning new stuff, you're going to be good. Yeah. That's the, for me, that's the name of the game. Yeah. Stay, stay excited and stay motivated and, also and, and keep learning and you're going to be, you will eventually be really re original because you'll just know so much stuff. And don't be too overly analytical to the point that you're, like, not putting stuff out. Don't worry. Like we're saying, all of this stuff comes in time. So don't worry too much Let about whether or not something is too canned. Just yeah. push shit out. Once let you're, it happen. Yeah, just let it happen. Let it happen. I, I never said, oh, you know what I'm going to do? Be a really original. I never did that. I never. just listened to bands I liked and tried to sound like them. And eventually it started sounding original. Absolutely. You know, that's it. So, yeah. Okay, I think we're going right. to do one more Next call, question. and then we're going to uh, get going. It's time to get going. God, I'm like a freaking, what's it called? A boomer with this thing, man. <laughs> oh, we just got a call. Today I found out that Gen Z is in 96. Okay, here we go. Sorry. I'm so really. We didn't just dumb. get a call. No, we got a call. Are you playing it? I'm trying to. 
freaking thing. This person's going to be really excited. Yeah, I know. It's almost live. No, no, no. Uh, that was something else. Sorry, that was uh, a text geez. message. What's the text say? Yeah, I, I can't get this to play. Let's just read the text messages. Just read that one text. Uh, Steve-O mentions the term entheos. There's a YouTube clip. Oh, and his podcast? Yeah. And then this guy also found lobster. <laughs> I don't know. Who, I don't know where he got this, but it's flip flobsters and it's oh wait, no, lobster that's sandals. Lizzie did. Lizzie sent that. Oh, okay. That's hilarious. <laughs> that's pretty funny. All right. The I saw the other voicemail. It's gigantic voicemail. So yeah, it's kind of save long. it until yeah, it works. Yeah, we'll figure that uh, out. But next week. yeah, if you guys want to call in, go to the description. You can call the copper the, the go golden lobster hotline. That gold lobster hotline. And Kentucky Irate Fest. And next week, the twenty sixth. If you and if you're going to the Iowa State Fair this weekend, see you there. I might see you, motherfucker. The beans never been so. We're gonna be getting some fried butter. And yeah, uh, check out the Twitch. Go ahead and subscribe now. And uh, we'll have our schedule up on there. And like, all that good subscribe, stuff. comment on the videos, share our stuff. Cut clips. Be a good lob. Peace. Love y'all. Have a good week.